I mean, it just felt that from the board's perspective, from Simon's perspective, that the fit wasn't right going forward in terms of what we need and where he wanted to go as CEO. Um, so we made the mutual decision to part ways. I take great pride in the fact that as a board, we're absolutely united in delivering success to St Kilda Football Club members in the men's program, in the women's program, in competing for flags and hopefully winning our second flag. We're absolutely united behind that and willing to do the tough things and make the change that we need to to ensure that success. I take great pride in that. And Ross Lyons got great control of his, um, of his players. He doesn't have control of this football club and he's not seeking to get it. St Kilda President Andrew Bassett there on Channel 9 with Tom Morris on the day that Simon Lethleen was announced as leaving as the chief executive. St Kilda had plans under Bassett and now they've changed plans. The perception, Jake Niles written the piece, the think piece in today's Australian. The perception is that they've bet the house on Ross. Hello to you, Jake. Yep, uh, just slight correction, Jared. Today's age. Today, sorry, what did I say? <laughs> I beg your pardon. The age, chief football writer at the age, Jake Nile. Has St Kilda bet the farm on Ross? Uh, well, in the football domain, yes. I, I think that that's a comment that came to me from a from a from a, uh, a leader at another club, and um, um, it wasn't the only person that said that to me in the in the uh, in clubland or in the broader footy uh, world, Jared. Uh, that was a comment that almost universally people saw the exit of Simon West Lane as entrenching Ross Lyon's position. And I think I spoke to Andrew Bassett as well uh, on Thursday last week um, at length. And Bassett was, uh, he said that the, he basically was suggesting that the, the idea that these guys were fighting, were bluing West Lyon and West Lane had been overplayed. But he acknowledged that alignment, it was the word he used, and um, cohesion were important factors for a club where you have to get everything right. And uh, pretty much the impression strongly given to me was that uh, that uh, that they felt that uh, that Les Lane had, you know, that the conception that Les Lane had of the job and that Les Lane football operation was not. Um, was not what they were going with. And you look at, you can go, you can say what you like, but you look at the names. He did say there are still, Jared, there are still less lean era people there, which there are, but the numbers tell a story, don't they? They do. So I wondered, it's, it just looks like this is the complete transformation, the movement from one plan across 15 months to the complete yep. movement. I think it's more about Bassett than Lyon, so I want that on the record, but it is the yeah. lionisation of St Kilda. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right, and I think it's very important. And I did, I think if you read what I've written, um, people read that, I think it's clear that this is Bassett's move rather than Ross Lyon's. Ross Lyon is obviously going to want people that he feels comfortable with, but it's up to, it's always the decision of what a club does rather than what the coach does, because it's what the club allows to happen or wants to happen. And in this case, they've looked at the vision that Simon Lethleen had of the football operation, because he was the head of football before he was CEO. They did a review of the club's football operation, which was done largely by Bassett, not Lethleen, who couldn't really review his own work. And then the result of that is that Brett Ratton sacked and Ross Lyon comes in, and then the football program that Les Lean had devised, as you say, has completely changed. And that's reflected largely through the changes of personnel. And I think an element that I think is important, Jared, in this story 
as I said, is that Ross Lyon is far more to St Kilda and the St Kilda family than just a coach. He is a formidable figure in their history and he has relationships. He may not be loved by all the fans, but the players that are in his coterie group, if you want to call it that, the Knights of the Round Table, as yeah, I called it. It's a great image. They are, they, are, they are loved by the St Kilda faithful. And I think that's brought Ross Lyon also um, a lot of favour with the, with the fan base that he might not have otherwise got. He might have got some of it. They know he gets results. Defensively, his teams defend well. They know that he will extract from the talent. But there was also, you know, he also has always had his critics. I think, though, that having the support of Nick Rewalt behind the scenes, which clearly was part of this, with Bassett, and then uh, bear in mind one point I didn't get to, Jared, is that when Brett Ratton was appointed coach, my understanding is that uh, Andrew Bassett was... Um, raised Ross Lyon as a possibility even then. So that's late 2019. And that internally... Yep. So, the, so the, the, the idea of Ross Lyon was very much in Bassett's mind from a fair while ago. And what happened with Ratton, of course, was brutal. But here we are, and we've got the Knights of the Round Table. We've got Goddard. We've got Robert Harvey. We've got uh, Lenny Hayes, who was coming back under Ratton but never worked under him. Um, Del Santo was already there, and of course Brendan Goddard, who was extremely enthusiastic about Ross Lyon, and all those people are. And then he's brought in Stephen Silvani, who he's very close to as list manager, alongside Graham Allen, and he's also got uh, David Misson, who was back from that era of Camelot, as I put it, of the 2009-10 team. Well, so it's a uh, yeah. These are, these are big moves in a footy club in a very short period. They are. Once you change course, you have to go complete. You can't be half pregnant yep. on these things, and we're seeing that. What, what's the element of this had better work to this? Yeah. I think the thing that I think St Kilda have got in their favour to from conversations with people there, there is a recognition, Jared, that their list has not been up to scratch. Now, I don't know what they're going to tell their fans going into this year. I think they did. Where would where would you put them? Where would I put them in terms of list strength in the competition? I would have said they were a nine to twelve team, and they did better than that. Yep. So that's for all the politicking and manoeuvring. Uh, you are you are hostage to what's uh, what's on your list, and and then Ross can draw the most and maybe more than others can out of it. That's right. But I think that the success or failure of St Kilda is going to largely hinge on Simon Dalrymple and Stephen Silvani and Graham Allen and what they can bring into the club because they've got some young players that have got talent. You see Filippo and you see Mitch Owens and obviously Wanganine, Malira. They're good players. Uh, Max King, if he can kick straight and get, get avoid injury, is obviously exceptionally talented. They've got some good players, but you wouldn't put their list on a par with a whole bunch of other lists. Like if you look at the, the Luke Beveridge comparison I drew, yep. where I think the, almost the opposite seems to be happening at, at the Western Bulldogs. Luke Beveridge has had the run of the place. And I don't know if you agree, but I think that, that there's signs clearly in the review, clearly in the Rowan Smith removal, that Beveridge didn't support, that Beveridge's power base has been eroded somewhat. Um, but the Bulldogs have enormous a level of talent. And so he's being judged against that level of talent that, Amit Baines, I think, on your station, possibly your show, did he not say that he felt they had a top four? Yeah. 
list. I think he did. I don't think St Kilda think that, and certainly from talking to Andrew Bassett, he wasn't saying that they expect to be contending. It was sort of, well, we'll see what we can do. We don't want to put a, a limit on it. But I think uh, their view is that they're a couple of years away in terms of drafts, but they need a couple more drafts. They've brought in Simon Dalrymple, who did work at the Western Bulldogs and more recently at Sydney. Um, and they made a brutal call, another brutal call on Chris Toche, who I think in, in people's minds hadn't done a bad job on the recruiting the last couple of years. But they moved him on and they brought in Simon Dalrymple. And I think the expectation is that Simon Dalrymple would succeed Stephen Silvani in terms of running the list in a few years, whenever, whenever Stephen Silvani gives it away. So I think that uh, since Ross Lyon, whether this whole thing works, they're all in on Ross. But really, it's, it's, it's the players um, that will, whether they can get enough talent, because I don't think people in the industry looking at it would say St Kilda have got a premiership list or a list. You, you might look at a list and say that list is only a couple of players away. They're more than a couple of players away, in my view. Jake, it, it's, a, it's a great analysis piece on the back page of The Age. Thanks for sharing some of it with us. Appreciate it, Jerry. See you shortly. Jake Nile is the chief footy writer at The Age uh, the St Kilda manoeuvring and the contrast to the Bulldogs is um, the intuition at the time when that review from Peter Jackson was announced that they would ensure that everything was in place to be successful. And if they're not, they'll know where to sheet it home. So the Bulldogs will expect to be successful this year. And they think they have all their ducks in a row and have manoeuvred that to be the case. They will now want to be successful. Interesting. 0433 98 11 16. 40 Wings Temper Text. Temper a mattress like no other.